It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We're fired up today because we're going to get a little insight, if you will. If you're, you know, peeling back the curtain, the man, the myth, the legend, the wizard of metal, uh, Kevin Bird is going to talk to us about, well, this little project that you guys are going to see on the show before long. Uh, you got to be pretty excited, bro. I know when you first saw this car, you were kind of, you were kind of like high school giddy. You were like, "Ooh, ooh, <laughs> I, I, I think I found something. I think I found something." Yeah, man. Uh, we talked a little bit about just kind of getting kicked off here, uh, not too long ago. But I got a '70 Mustang Fastback, and it's kind of always been one of my favorites. I'm not a hardcore Mustang, like it's my only world, but. You know, there's a couple of them that really catch my eye, man. I love the early, you know, like 65 fastbacks, 66 fastbacks, and I love the 69, 70 fastbacks. I, oh, those, those year cars, I think, are kind of tops. But I'm a first-gen everything, man. I'll take a first-gen Camaro, like, in a heartbeat. I'll take a Cuda. Right, I'll right. take a Charger. I mean, I think somehow in that late 60s, you know, 70. All three OEs somehow knocked it out of the park. Yeah, man. And it, it just seems like they've been trying to get back to that cool factor Dude, uh, since then. But. Bro, it's like Fonzie, bro, went over and spent a little time with each of the engineering groups, you know? It's like, man, let me put a little hey. cool uh, in, in your class, man. And it, it really is. Seven, to me, 70, so 69, 70 Mustangs, uh, they're a fantastic looking car. And I hate to give, you know, the Mustang uh, any, any sort of credit. But it really, you, you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned those early, like the 65 through 67 Fastback, uh, 68, 69, 70. All those years, really, true, truly just a, a gorgeous car. Uh, and I love what you've done with this one because – you found you found a car that was a, a perfect canvas. It's really it's sometimes very difficult to find the, the perfect tapestry when you're talking about project cars because either A, it's too cut up, B, um, it's too stock, C, you know, it's already working, functioning, and you don't necessarily want to lose all that money, time, all the fidelity, right, all that investment uh, by, you know, making it your own when it's already eh, okay. So normally a lot of guys don't stumble upon a project in the perfect shape for what he was looking for like you did. Yeah, I found this one... Um you know, it had been raced for a long time as a drag car. So it had the big and littles, right? It had the big snorkel hood scoop, which is kind of back here on the floor over there. Um, and, you know, it was a drag race car. So it was kept indoors, you know, and, and uh, so it was very, very rust free. It's got a couple little spots that I don't care about. But really, it's got a, you know, from five feet, it's got a great paint job on it, a few nicks and scratches. Uh, but the outside's there, the glass is there, all the trim is there, everything is there. And I bought it on a rotisserie because somebody was gutting all that out and planning to do, a, you know, a kind of a pro touring build and then just kind of stalled out. So I kind of picked it up from there. I bought the car on a rotisserie, all the outside's there, all the inside's out, which is perfect. So I'm going to build it like a ship in a bottle. You know, like, can I get everything in and under and leave the outside of the bottle without cracking it, you know, like, so that's right, the right. challenge. 
Um, yeah, and, and it's it's been a you know a fairly decent challenge for you too, just uh, because you know timing is everything. It's not too often that we get to. Uh, drag one of our own cars onto the show and and show you guys a little bit as to you know what we're doing and building in our own homes and garages so i, I think this is going to be a big treat i'm excited to see it uh i know what you got into it so far uh and i know there was this moment where you're like uh, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go for it i'm just i'm just gonna go i'm, I'm just gonna do, i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it uh, don't make me do it i'm gonna do it <laughs> and, and you and you did it you got some really nice components to make this car something special something that i think what tends to get lost in so many builds is the enjoyment of driving your car so many of us build cars and we tend to build them so nice or so pristine or you have so much money time investment and the paint is so perfect you just you have a hard time driving it you know behind me uh is a perfect example behind me is my old street 69 dodge charger um because i i'd crashed a 70 dodge charger and i'd really spent an epic amount of time getting it back in in really great shape but i didn't want to race it afterwards so i found another dodge charger and it's just rough enough where you can go out and have a blast in it and it's okay it's all right yeah yeah you and know? especially for you you live on a dirt road i can't imagine you know, some of your nicer yeah. rides, right? Especially your uh, SEMA build where, you know, you just get the thing washed up in the driveway and by the time you get to the end of the street, it's all dirty. <laughs> you know, rock chips and, you know. Oh, dude, I got to wash them when I go to town. I got to wash them when I come back because you can't store them dirty because you got kids that rub their little hands all over yeah. them. So, yeah, more on that in just a second. More on this build. This is going to be great because you guys get to see it on the show. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. It's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. And we're back talking his crazy Ford Mustang build in just a minute. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we're speaking to Kevin today a little bit about this crazy cool car that he found. Now, both of us have this crazy obsession for project cars. Now, I'm a little bit more fortunate in the side of, I got a place to store them. Uh, Kevin is a little bit more fortunate in the side of, uh, well, he, he lives where parts are abundant uh, in the world of Detroit. Uh, you could always find somebody working on something similar uh, and, and therefore a robust selection of places to go find help from, uh, or at least components, pieces, and parts. Now, this particular car, the 70 Mustang, it, where what place did you find it in? what state did you find it in? uh so i'm in michigan right detroit and it's uh wisconsin so i think it was about six seven hours just okay <laughs> hauled ass over there grabbed me a hotel loaded up in the morning hit the bank popped it back man northern car most northern cars are victims of salt or rust this one however inside car drag race car never saw all of those elements so underneath the car was Fairly nice or fairly, uh, it's, it's <laughs> uh, damn near perfect. You know, oh, wow. I wouldn't say okay. fully restored perfect, but you know, for the most part, the fenders, the floor pans, solid, everything's solid. I think the one rear quarter probably has some mud in that lower two inches, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and a little bit of touches going on there in that rear quarter, but like all around the fender lips everywhere, like for the most part, who cares? It's one of those cars that's right, so right, clean, right. who cares? Um, Amen. Now, uh, uh, normally in a drag race car, being a drag racer, uh, we got to beef up things like rear ends if we're going pretty fast. And therefore, 
you're typically cutting away or removing some of the stock pieces, components, replacing it with bigger, heavier duty components, uh, maybe a four link, maybe you're moving things around to sturdy things up. What, what was the underneath as far as the suspension? Because you're going for a resto mod. I know you love making turns, carving up canyons, uh, and therefore want nothing to do with that drag racing setup. So how'd you attack what was under the car? Well, that was the one snag. Now, for me, oh, okay. for me, I think the win is if I don't have to paint the car. Because you know the level that you have to go to paint a car. You know, sure. And while you're there and you're going to throw you know, 10, 20, 30 grand at a paint job, you're going to go through a whole nother level of perfection. And, and you just go down that downward slope, right, that we talked about. So to me, if I don't have to paint it, so if I can do that ship in a bottle where I kind of work on anything that doesn't have to be, you know, color painted, uh, I'm okay. But the snag was the rear end. So it was all tubbed, right? It had aluminum, you know, tubs in the back, you know, which kind of okay. looked cool because like, well, damn, you know, I could go ahead and put some big tires on there. I don't even have to do the work. But as I got underneath there, uh, everywhere that um, the previous owner had put in his own probably homeschooled four-link drag racing stuff, they kind of hacked and slashed their way in, looked like a lot of torching, you know, and when I pulled the tubs out, you know, it was pretty ugly on that rear end. So I, I had to make the, the big call to just say, all right, screw it. Um, sheet metal's pretty cheap. So I went and got a whole new rear four pan from like uh, the rear seats all the way back to the tailgate or the tail lights, okay. right? I got all that all sheet right. metal. So trunk pan, four pan, everything. Yep. I got the frame rails that go from the torque box all the way to the back. I just got the rear stubs and then I actually made from a template. I made the ones that go up and over the wheels because then oh, I wow. put in a kit for uh, wheel tubs, right? That had the, the part in the middle. So I made the right, right. The first the wheel part a little wider. Yep. The strap, right? I bought the ends, welded them in, and then I put in the tub kit. Uh, so it's all fresh, brand new metal. And I'm telling you, I haven't thrown that much wire out of a MIG in a long time. And I went through two <laughs> spools of uh, wow. welding wire and a couple tanks of gas, uh, completely rebuilding that back half. Uh, so it was more time than it was, you know, too much cost, but. Man, it came out awesome. And I put it all in the frame jig. So if you've never seen a frame jig, I mean, it's a, yeah. you can use a surface plate. This frame jig I've got, I'll, I'll try to attach some pictures maybe to the podcast, but, uh, but it's got a perfectly flat surface and you can measure up and over and forward and backwards and you can put everything square, right? So that was the huge thing is this car now is as perfectly square as it gets probably more square now than it was from the factory actually oh my god yeah all the pickup points for the suspension front to rear are within like a 16th of an inch nice so, all right yeah that's gonna be robust suspension handling uh especially with it all being so precise so measured out what is your what's your plan for the car what's your so obviously you got this crazy cool suspension you did your own wheel tubs that means you got a big tire something like a you know three i i think in you've told me before did you, did you tell me a 345 gonna go with like a 345 <laughs> on this was that was that for yeah. real the plan was 345 in the rear and 295 in the Jeez. front that's a rear tire in the front 
Yeah, the tires that I want are real sticky Pilot Cup 2s. And uh, Conti makes a Extreme Force, I think. Both of those, they were out of 345. So I went with a Kumo super sticky 355. So I notched Jeez. a little bit extra room out of the back for 355s. So this thing's going to have some meat. Wow. Man. And it's all about pro time. touring, right? So, you know, w both of us were always trying to build a C6 Corvette, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in an old school car. So essentially that's what this is going to be. It's um, Detroit Speed Front. Uh, so it's, you know, got the C6 knuckles basically and independent suspension in the front. Now the rear is going to be the four link, but it's going to be all brand new, all set up for, you know, track and uh, ripping on the street with monster tires and wow. um and it's set up for when you believe it uh all c6 brakes so i'm doing all c6 z06 brakes front and rear on an old 70 mustang man that's that's cool so obviously man big brakes big wheel big tire normally that translates into big freaking power so uh you gotta i guess you got to let the cat out the bag, bro. What, what, give us a little rundown as what's going under the hood and, and what, what kind of your power package is. Well, we won't get too far because we got to make people watch the show. So we're going to do the powertrain uh, coming up here real quickly. It's going on a pilot transport truck here tomorrow, uh, shipping down to Tampa where we film. Um, and then we're going to do the powertrain swap. But I will tell you, it's going to be a coyote swap. So it'll be a coyote swap with a mean... Um, you know, Rowan transmission, three pedals, <laughs> yeah, three pedals. And, uh, the end goal, uh, we'll probably just get it fired up on the show, but the end goal, you know, somewhere in that 800 to a thousand horsepower. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's going to be a sick little car. So obviously you've not had a car. So this is so different than what is normal. You got to imagine he's built a really wicked and I mean, this car is unbelievable, BMW M3. Um, now, he went with a, a crazy build in that one, a SEMA-type build. However, it is really difficult to take something that you have so much time, so many, um, you know, uh, sort of big decisions to make. You know, that is your baby. You built it from the ground up. Unlike this car, which you're throwing some time at it and doing some welding on it, but this allows you to actually drive the car and enjoy it, which is sometimes difficult to do in other cars you build because you just have so much money, time, investment, that you don't want to ruin it. So how are you planning on enjoying this one? Uh, this one is kind of be that, like that daily, right? Uh, eventually, I'm going to get the AC in I it. I love that, a nice bro. interior. Daily. Yep. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, you know, the exterior can have some little scratches and dings and chips and whatever. Dude, that's... that's, that's um, road warrior you know like that's just yeah. drop it down a gear whoa hammer it down you know but the interior i'm gonna do it nice you know I'll clean it up all new carpet seats probably a small right, right. cage in it so i can have my harnesses uh and it's all gonna be set up like i said just pure driving just ripping you know 800 to a thousand horsepower with really awesome suspension tires and brakes um, and like I said, with the AC, man, I can go anything from a power tour. I can go cross country. I can go to work and back. I can go to the grocery store and you know, I'll, I'll deck it out. It'll look cool. Uh, so, you know, it won't be the show winner, but, uh, dude, it'll rumble coming in and everybody will be like, dude, I think that's going to depend on what show you go yeah. to, man. 
<laughs> uh, you may be surprised it may uh, pull a trophy or two, man. But it's the drivability that's the big thing. Um, so I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break. When we come back, the final chapter before you guys see this car on the show, or maybe you know you're checking out the podcast after it's aired, but make sure you do check out the show. This is going to be a cool build. We'll get into how cool and what I'm going to race against it coming up here in just a second. <laughs> it's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. Kevin Bird and Willie B. We're back in just a second. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And fired up, man. We don't normally, and this is something we're really stoked about, we don't normally you know, get a time to work on our own cars. Whether you're in a shop, working at a shop, in the garage, or you know, you're regular nine to five and you do your car thing on weekends, it's just tough sometimes, especially with kids, get time to rent on a car. And it's real rare that we get to bring one of our own cars onto the show, which makes it even a bigger treat, I think, for Kevin. Uh, now, Kevin, We've talked about this Mustang, talked about how you kind of got it, acquired it, what was, you know, the big choices and moves you decided to make on it. Um, we went a little bit in the rear end. You said you did a bunch of welding, and I believe you said it's going to be a traditional four-link. Um, you feeling pretty confident with that much power in that four-link? It's going to do what you need it to do? Well, I, I got a, a bunch of beefy parts back there. So, um, right, it's a four nine-inch, so four nine-inch fabricated housing, so it's going to be pretty darn stout. Um, and then I'm going, I'm going big. Um, oh. I'm going 35 spline. Oh, uh, mostly cause I, as far as I could find real quick, I think you could do a 31 spline or a 35 in like a Detroit locker or sorry, uh, true track. It's got a locker in it now for drag racing, not in it, but, uh, the rear end. So I've got a, an aluminum Ford nine inch pumpkin. It's got a 35 spline locker. So I'm going to take, it's brand new. It's got 350 uh, gears on it. So I'm just going to replace that locker with a true track and I'm going to do the 35 spline and I'm going to do floater. I'm going to do a floater axle. And for anybody who's not sure what that is, uh, you know, typically on a Ford nine inch, right? You've got your axle and it's got the flange at the end that you bolt your wheels to, right? You slide it in, right? You bolt on the end and you're good to go. Well, there's something called brake knockback and that's, the little bit of flexing you'll get in the end of the axle and the flange, and that translates into your rotor, and your rotor moves a little bit in and out uh, relative to the axle, and it can push your brake pads slightly out. So you come into a hard, you know, braking from a big turn where your, you know, your, your flanges have just bent a little bit, and your brake pads are now, and you go to hit your pedal, your brake pedal, and instead of having a pretty firm pedal, now you got to make up all that room where your pads have then been pushed back. Now you don't notice it obviously in drums, you don't notice it in small diameter rotors, but with these uh, C6 rotors, they're you know 14 inch rotors back there. They're big. That's man. a pretty big diameter. Once you get a little bit of flexing at the ends there, you can really kind of kick your pads in, uh, and you don't notice it as much with kind of floating rotors, but with a fixed caliper, right? You can really push a pad in. So a floater means, right, you've got a, a bolted on hub. It's got a bigger diameter with a bigger bearing, so it's stiffer. And then inside of that is splines at the hub and there's splines at the, uh, the center section. So your shaft doesn't have a flange on it. It's just a shaft with splines on both ends. 
and it just kind of can float in there. So it's the spline driven off of both ends. Uh, so it's a really cool setup uh, for, for drag racing guys, for big power guys, uh, and for road courses. Um, so you don't have, you know, especially if you break an axle, it doesn't spit out the side, right? You <laughs> yeah. break an axle and it's just kind of in there and you still have your wheel bolted on. So it's kind of a safe uh, situation from a, you know, durability and not losing a wheel flying off the car. Uh, and it's great from a performance when you're on a track and you're raging on it. You don't have that pad knockback and that soft pedal and freak out when you're going hard into a corner right? And all of a sudden you go to, you know, hit your brakes and they're just not quite there. Right? Oh yeah. And then you plow right through into the tire barrel or whatever, you know, tire <laughs> bin or, you know, yeah, the run out, <laughs> uh, spinning out dirt flying. Uh Oh, mama's not going to be happy. Um, well, obviously big moves there. You're, you're building not a normal resto mod. You're aware of that, right? Like is this not normal, bro? Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a resto <laughs> mod. It, it's a track car. All right. It's yeah, a track car. Yeah. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm building we a race car inside of a Mustang. I we that? won't tell the wife that, but yeah, bro. <laughs> um, all right. So obviously some goodies there, man. When you're, when you're getting this excited about a car for you, it's been a, a, a long number of years before you know, since since you've had this this sort of uh, crescendo, right? This this ability to take you know your God given talents, your skills, your knowledge, your know how, uh, have some fun building something that you plan on really enjoying and making a lot of memories in. For you, this has got to be a, a pretty exhilarating time and moment, right? You got to be pretty stoked about it. You know, and I built that Beamer for uh, for SEMA a couple of years back, but. You know, you've got it too. You have a, a small child. You spend a few years just kind of, you know, fully focused. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my guy just graduated kindergarten. He's getting a little bigger. Uh, you know, I'm not having him out here when I'm throwing metal around and, and lighting the fire with the, the welder and the torch. But, you know, when I start bolting on a lot of parts, you know, he can come out here and screw some things on and bolt some stuff on. So, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of shifting through the baby phase into the small kid phase where... Yeah. You know, then kind of come out and play and you can have that little balance. So uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, especially when we get on the road and go have some fun with it. I was going to say, man, there in lies the key because I know when I have my kids, you know, for me, I got a project car coming in. You know, I'll pull a project car out of the barn up, up you know, up in my, my driveway and work and tinker on it until I run out of parts, time or money. And then I'll shove it back and I'll grab another one the next week. And, you know, until I get a few of them wrapped up, I've got, I got a little bit more of a car addiction than you do. Uh, but, you know, the fact that, you know, like the 69 Charger behind me you're seeing on the podcast, that thing's got a 572 cubic inch Indy headed big block in it with nitrous. Thing runs like 19s here the last time I had it at track. But I've done better heads and a little, uh, a little better setup as far as the transmission goes. Got a gear vendors on it. Uh, and, and so forth. So I think it may dip into the, the high eights out here in Colorado, which is doing something at 10,000, you know, 10,000 feet corrected altitude, uh, 6,000 feet at the track. So it, it's a fun car, but nothing is as fun as throwing the kids in there and their, in their kid's seat and just taking it out and having a blast with it, man. Cause people, when they see an old car, especially muscle car, there's just some about 
having any sort of power to it, any sort of coolness in it. Um, and it's just great to see him out there living, breathing, and eating again. And that thing is going to eat, man. That thing is going to be a hungry little beast. Yeah, and it's really cool to see these old hot rods in their kind of third life, fourth life. Yeah. You know, because their first life, they were stock, and they were like 285 horsepower or whatever. You know, maybe they were 325 sure. horsepower. And then, you know, there was the wave when they became used, and people would build them up a little bit, you know, getting those 400s or whatever it is. And, you know, yeah. that's kind of that second life. And then, you know, you're really working off of, you know, maybe a big block or an old school stuff, but the parts have changed, you know, the builds have changed, the part, the things that you can put on them and uh, how we go about it. And so now we're in the third life, fourth life. And to see, you know, an old school car that's really kind of swung around one more time and it's in that 600 horse that 800 horse that thousand horse right uh kind of range you know with the, the newer goodies on it like yeah yeah man i i drove this charger to work the other day and i i tore some slicks up the other day racing it so i just got some bf goodrich uh, the old school bf goodrich radio tire on it and it, it's so funny because everywhere i go people are like oh man yeah thumbs up let's see it you know or whatever and you could creep that car at 30, 40 miles an hour, just mat it, and it just lights those, <laughs> those little BF Goodrich tires up, which I encourage anybody just that, you know, if you're comfortable doing so, that's just hilarious. It's just so much fun. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a blast, which is absolutely what you'll be doing in this thing, especially 800 horsepower. Kevin, that's Kevin translation. That's 1,000 horsepower for us right. uh, normal people. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, if not more, that's going to be a righteous ride for you. Get out, bang on tracks, courses. Uh, is that something you see you, you and uh, your friends or your kiddo doing together down the road? Absolutely, man. It's going to be my track day car for sure. Sick. Yeah. All right. So we'll get some track days in it. Um, you know, try to hit like a good guys and do the autocrosses. I really like the track days better because you can just keep hammering and hammering and hammering. Right, right. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a duo. It's going to be nasty, but it's going to be refined. It's going to drive nice, a little stiff, but just soft enough that it won't rattle your teeth out. You know, it's like riding that fine line of a yeah. race car kind of you know but a hot rod and a cruiser all in one you know finding that perfect balance in there which is you know a little bit tricky sometimes but absolutely because you dive in too hard one way and you lose some of the drivability but you know mm -hmm. it's better than being second place <laughs> well as we talked about you know with uh, all the new the blowers and the brakes and everything um you can build yourself essentially a modern muscle you know, a modern muscle car or a C6 Corvette in an older body. Um, whereas back in the day where you had to run big and littles, you know, you're running little tires in the front just to save a little bit of weight and rotation. Right, right. But you sacrificed all the cornering. You know, yeah. like you, you took out your AC because somehow it made <laughs> you five horsepower or yeah. something. I but need it. I now, need it. I now you just throw a small pulley on it and, you know, you get another 75. <laughs> yeah. Amen, man. Right. Well, what a cool build. When will this car be done? When when will you be able to take it out on the road? Um, I'm talking license insured, turnkey, get in with the kids, the family, the you know, the full bore plan. When 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 do you see that day coming? That's a good question, man. I, I wasn't gonna 
push myself, just kind of have fun, you know, go out in the garage, you know, still do that kind of dad thing with the kid, but, um, lies, all lies, all lies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's lies. just, it's, just it's going, you know, uh, it's going and I've got boxes and boxes, man. Right. I've had just boxes. My yeah. credit cards. Just, Kevin has a severe case of diabetes right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, as soon as uh, he gets a couple more weekends, that'll be cured. Don't worry. <laughs> so it, uh, it is moving and cruising, man. And I'm sure like I'm going to be over the crest you know, the hard parts, the expensive stuff soon. So then it's like, well, there's still a little left on this card. I can just go ahead and order those parts, right? So right, right. maybe I just ride the wave here and, and who knows? I mean, it was an empty car, you know, when I bought it. So there's a lot of stuff to do, but uh, I've got a lot covered so far. Uh, we'll bring it on the show, cover some more, and I think I'll be over the hump. I might as well just ride that wave, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, really cool, man. So if people want to check out pictures, are you posting them on your social media? Yep. So check out uh, Speedbird uh, with a Y, Bird with a Y. So Speedbird on Instagram, Kevin Bird with a Y on uh, Facebook. There you go, man. I'm anxious to see it. I'm anxious to, uh, to have it on the show. Uh, and I, I promise I... I I won't, you know, do anything disrespectful to your your Mustang there. I'll I'll love on it just like you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man, we'll we'll have to get our rides together and go have a blast. Yeah, man, I'm so excited for you, bro, because I know what this car means and uh, being able to take your car out and just bang some gears and not have to really worry about, you know it being okay or watching it when you're uh, putting it up, that's going to be huge for you, man. I'm, I'm excited, man. So make sure you check out this car on our show, which airs on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. We're also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is their streaming format. Easy way to get us. Our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. He is Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. And this is the Two Guys Garage podcast. Yeah, and check out our website too, twoguysgarage.com. Check us out on social, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Guys Garage. And the Two Guys Garage podcast, it's copyrighted. 2023, Brenton Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. All right, cuz, we got to set up a little race, man. Your Mustang against my, my little street charger right here. All now, right. it's old school. It's old school. Yeah. Um, you know, gear vendors, but I, I drive this car all the time. I drove it to work the other day. Um, so yeah, I can't do any of the road course stuff cause I built that car just to, to, you know, be a little street car, uh, nothing to do with the, the turns. I got different cars for that, but man, we'll line them up, do an eighth or a quarter and that'll be a riot. Yeah. This thing ought to be able to do just about anything, right? Yeah, it should, exactly. should drag nice. It should, you know, road course nice. It should cruise nice. So yeah, bring it, man. Let's have some fun. Yeah, man. That'd be fun. I get that thing a little lower altitude and it, it may be a player with where you're at. It'd be fun. Right so, on. You got you got some NOS on that thing. You know, I do just because it, it's a big block old school. You know, it's a 572 cubic inch. You know, Indy had a big block uh, old school style. But man, a little bit of nitrous goes a long way on that car, and that man, it loves it. <laughs> yeah. How much uh, you think you're making horsepower on that thing? So that car, it was. I put it on the dyno about a year and a half ago before I did a little bit of a head upgrade. Um, I went to a 440-R heads, a little upgrade from what was on at the time, and it was making about 980, um, 980. last time. So at altitude, it, yeah, at, at, that's out, you know, at ten thousand feet. Yeah, damn, it's a it's a it's a nasty little street car, man. It's fun yeah. with gear vendors on it, and uh, it's got, you know, it's got a little old snout. It's loud. It's obnoxious. It's everything you want from an old muscle car. Giddy up. 
<laughs> right on. So, yeah, man, it should be a pretty good dice down a quarter mile. You'll eat my lunch on the road course, but we'll have some fun, man. And we can drive them anywhere. I drive that car everywhere. Well, you know, if you get me on the quarter mile, I'll get you on the pit road on the way back. Yeah, you absolutely will. I guarantee that. <laughs> uh, my man. All right. I'll see you on the next show, brother. Always good catching up, man. I can't wait to see the car. All right. Hope you guys had fun with us. We'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.